This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're not against rap. We're not against rappers. But we are against those. Some fly rum and felines rapping on the track. Better yet, grab a gat, cause we hot like. And so, doors closed, windows up, cause that's the way we like to ride. Windy City hitting. Check mic 1212. We live, baby. Hey Chicago, and welcome back to Speak Your Mind Radio. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Queen Star, aka Miss Hip Hop. And tonight, y'all, we have a dope author in the house. Um, he is based out in New York, but by the way of California, okay? And he's here to discuss his brand new book, Soaring Bird. So without further ado, bringing up next to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> my boy authentic burns <laughs> hello love hi how you doing <laughs> i'm doing very well thank you for that introduction <laughs> oh for sure for sure you know i had to give you your props you know i appreciate it for sure have you oh, been i've been very very good thank you for asking yes of course how you are as well is important to me Oh, you're so sweet. And this is actually uh, getting into the icebreaker question for you. Um, how do you deal with people's lower vibrations? Like, what is your remedy for that? Um, I have a cap. <laughs> so pretty much when I encounter people who have like a lower vibration, um, I would try to assist with raising that vibration just because I don't necessarily want to lower myself Mm. however if I realize that they want to stay within that low vibration that's perfectly fine Mm -hmm. I'm just going to remove myself from the equation just because I don't need that sticking onto me Mm -hmm. exactly I heard that I heard that setting a boundary setting boundaries are extremely important Mm mm-hmm Look, I don't think many of us set them often, especially with like our core group. Um, And I think that's one of the most important groups to set a boundary with are like your family members, your immediate family members, your best friends, Mm -hmm. um, your partners, things of that sort. The boundaries need to be set. That's true. Yeah, that was a great advice from Authentic Burns. You you know, you guys can take heed to that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so why don't you like introduce yourself to the people out there, the listeners, the viewers, and tell them a little bit about yourself as a person and an entertainer. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. I feel like that question is always so like hard to answer because I'm like, girl, where do I start? Because um, I'm like, I'm, I'm a lot. But um, I am fun. I, my name is, you can call me Authentic Burns. You can call me Bernard. You can call me Honeybee, whichever one you choose. Just don't be disrespectful. Um, <laughs> Amen. Um, as far as like me as a person, I am an artist. I am a creator. Um, 
I am a creative. I am all of those things. I very much so tap into my moon energy and get into um, my my intuitive self and let my creative side just flow. Um, I am originally from Los Angeles, moved to New York almost five years ago. Wow. Um, I had no idea I was going to be here for that long, but I am here. <laughs> and during a pandemic, on top of which, like I stayed and didn't even go home. And so many <laughs> of my friends was like, boop, we out. Um, but yes, I am a dancer. I am a poet. I am... A, I'm an actor. I dabble in the singing realm, but like I'm not really a singer. But I'm gonna just claim my little notes that I can hit while I'm okay. Here, you know, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna um, test that out. I <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. have a whole day, talent show. Look, I'd be down to like try it out. If it's like a talent show, I'd be like, okay, because this is like a fun moment. And if I mess up, it's cool, whatever. But <laughs> on here, mm-mm. I do also low-key, as a hobby, I be thinking I'm a rapper sometimes. Um, So I'll be, like, trying to write bars. I actually wrote bars today. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sitting here, I, like, just got a new apartment, and I'm living here with a friend. We just signed recently together, so I'm, like, so hyped just because the space feels mad creative already. Like, the energy in here feels so bright. Um, So I'm really excited to see what, like, comes out of that. But rapping is something that I do like to do. Um, on my own because I'm like I'm not nobody's lyricist um, in that sense like you know like spitting actual bars exactly um, so but every once in a while I do my thing I try to do what I can do <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes I am just an eclectic being I am myself wow. I am authentic in who I am mm-hmm. myself as I am um, I do consider myself to be non-binary that is how I identify um, but as far as my pronouns I am not particular you can call me he her or that bitch I do not like mind um because at the end of the day i'm a part of the gender spectrum so i'm like you might see me with a beer one day and i get it and maybe i look a little trendy maybe unless <laughs> i pop on some hoops then you're gonna be a little confused then you hear me talk you're like okay got you but like there's just there's a lot to me but i have no desire to hide that person um and that is just because you know i came here to do something like and it wasn't to be boxed in i know that was so no, that's right. I'm just like I'm gonna go ahead and do me, which is ironic because that is how apparently I inspire people, which I recently had to come to accept. Um, which is, I inspire people literally by being me, and I was like, oh, okay, well, all right. So that's a little about me. <laughs> that's a that's a lot. I mean, in this book that you wrote, Soaring Bird, it explains. The, the many layers that you have to yourself and how you relate to people it's, it's like your gift like I, you know how what people feel you know how people should feel you know and you relate to them so well this book was incredible and I took my time reading it man I swear to god I did and I, I oof, god just let me go straight into it one of my favorite okay one of my favorite poems in here and I felt like I was you were reading my thoughts too. It's called uh, Scattered. Ah, uh, yes, I remember writing that. <laughs> you gotta tell me, like, what were you thinking when you? Well, you were scatterbrained when you wrote this, weren't you? <laughs> I was like, it was funny because I read that poem the next day to one of my friends, and literally she was like, "Okay, but can you explain the title to me?" And I was like. Scattered? She's like, yeah. I was like, 
I was immediately scared. Yeah. I was laying in my bed. Mm-hmm. It was about, I wrote scattered at the same time that I believe I wrote 347. Mm-hmm. And yes, but I wrote scattered first. Mm. Yes, I'm pretty sure I wrote scattered first. Mm-hmm. And so, um, or did I title it 349? See, I don't even know. Let me check. Let me do my research. Really Cause quick. I didn't remember a 347 and now I'm like, okay. It could have been 349, but the thing is, hold on, what is she? Ooh, hold on. Oh, it's called 349. 349, thank you. Yes. Yes, so 349. Look y'all, even the artists sometimes be forgetting they work. thank you exactly 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 but I literally I legit just write all the time um so I will sometimes forget what I even write or when I wrote something but I tend to always remember where I wrote them um which is my most important thing that's the most important thing for me like I don't care about any of the details except for where was I and how how was I when I wrote yeah So when I wrote Scattered, I was legit in my bed. I couldn't sleep. It was, again, I typically wake up between the hours of like 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. And I'd just be like, I'll sometimes just be awake. Sometimes like I'll wake up and need to dance. Sometimes I'll wake up and legit just write out a poem really quick and then just like fall back to sleep. Um, There's a lot that happens. Sometimes I'll wake up and just sit there and I'm like, girl, go to sleep. (laughs) And so... (laughs) So when I was writing um, Scattered, I was legit just sitting there and it was thought after thought after thought after thought after thought that just kept jumping up. And I was like, what is this? This is a mess. And then I started judging the thoughts. And then I had just got some new sheets as well from mm-hmm. Bed Linen. Uh, was it Bed Linen? Yes, it was Bed Linen. And the sheets fell real cute against my body and stuff too. So I was like, ooh, this is nice. <laughs> so I was legit writing one, I was writing something and then I just started thinking about something else and I was like you know what girl go with it just go yeah, with it say whatever definitely. comes out and I was legit just writing about being scattered and then as I continued to write that's when it developed and it was just like girl your brain do be everywhere and people do be mad confused when they get to you don't even know what to call you so that's how that came about but then it was just like I started judging myself for having all these thoughts that weren't organized and I was like girl you need to be organized you're a Capricorn aren't you supposed to be organized yeah and I was like you know what stop judging yourself girl just love on you and that's it and then I was just like okay cute that's how I'm gonna end it whatever <laughs> well that was a good poem how you wrote it and everything so would you say like your your um your writing method is kind of like freestyling absolutely 100% my writing is like basically nothing but freestyle majority of the like no not majority I'm not gonna say that I would say it okay if I'm thinking right now I'm gonna say a third about Mm -hmm. a third of my writing kind of sort of starts off is like raps almost I legit I love rap music like I think rap in general is just like amazing and I've always Mm -hmm. listened to it like I think um, ooh, I mean, it don't matter, but world don't shame my family. But um, I like the earliest rap I remember listening to was No Nan with Trina and Trick Daddy. And I was like seven. And I was Damn. like, and I knew the lyrics. And I was just like spitting. And I just, I don't know why, but I loved it. And I was here for it. Then I ended up finding um, my cousins, they were all older than me. So they ended up putting me on the Foxy Brown. So then I'm listening to Trina and Foxy. Hmm. So then I'm like, then I started listening to Tupac and then I was like, okay, 
but then I more so fit with the feminine energy. So I just steered and went back that way. Right. Um, but I've always loved rap music. And so like um, one of my favorite, and I also like people who are poets and rappers all together. Cause I kind of feel like there still is a correlation if you will. So of like Jill Scott is one of my favorite, like is, lyricist period like when jill scott speaks i'm like yeah let me take notes um <laughs> just on like the delivery on like the confidence on like the word usage and i'm like oh okay okay great because there's some way that like jill scott i feel like she's rapping and she takes her words and she she paints but it's as if she's painting and taking you on that painting journey with her where you're like it's that, so that's what inspires me to try to do with my writing as well. I was like, I want you to flow with me. Oh, well, that's yeah. what I got from this book. <laughs> that's exactly that's what I got. Now, this whole book, now you, the Scattered was the only uh, poem that had that was by itself, two pages, because what I noticed is like the, uh, the titles, they connected, they ran into each other, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And I thought that was pretty authentic of you to do i've never seen a poetry book layout like this before and i love the actual pictures of yourself because you do exude beauty you know you have beautiful skin i'm serious honey i'm not here to play no games because this book was fantastic and so how did you come up with the book layout the concept because it's it's ridiculously good (laughs) it's so Um, good i appreciate that because it's like it's self-published and everything and i was like i'm gonna do my best um in the like okay i'll talk about that later probably but okay so the layout basically quarantine i was like how could i do what i need to do here to stay creative because i'm a dancer um, like first on my on my creative side and so I wasn't really able to dance as much because classes were shut down like studios were closed down all of that I would go to my roof and do my little thing sometimes mm-hmm. dancing at my house and everything but it just wasn't the same like I wanted to be around a whole group of people like we all just tearing it up for no reason yes honey and so because that couldn't happen and I was like with like one of my good friends as well and him and I were creating um, a, a, a piece together that was going to be performed for raw artists in Brooklyn and then like that didn't happen it was just uh, I was just like girl I need to create something um so I ended up looking at the poems that I had written and I was like I can do something with this and people kept asking me on TikTok to write a book but mm. they wanted like a myself said sis books a myself said sis book which is coming Yes, boo. <laughs> mm-hmm. But before I like, did that, I was just like, okay, hold on. There's something else that I feel like I need to do. And then as we continued to go through quarantine, there were a lot of deaths that happened. Um, and specifically, like, what I was paying attention to was within, like, the queer community, the Black mm-hmm. queer community. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm a part of this community. And this, like, it was, it was literally, like, making my body buzz like just how much like darkness that was there like what it was bringing up for me even my story like um me returning to moments in my childhood and things of that sort so I was just like okay I gotta do something with this I end up coming across a book called um all boys aren't blue by George M. Johnson Mm -hmm. and I went through a slew of emotions reading that book but it inspired me so much to like to create, but to create for us. And I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna do it, forget it, okay. 
So I started like putting the, I started putting the book together just like with poems that I wanted to use that I felt kind of went together. Mm -hmm. And then as I kept like going to sleep, waking up the next day, looking at it, going to sleep, waking up the next day, looking at it. And I was working on this sometimes like 5 a.m. in the morning. I'll start in the morning. I would like kind of work a little bit, take a break, watch some TV, eat a little bit, and then be like, okay, let me go back to it. And then I'll be on it all night. Um, But as I kept working through it, I was like, oh, wait a minute girl, hold on, you just recently posted some pictures. And the three, the I think it's four, the four photos that you yeah. see in the book, um, they were photos that I had recently took in my apartment. I took those both photos in my apartment by myself. Are you serious? And, yeah, legit, like with my arm out, holding the camera, but I was trying to finagle it and give angles, girl. So like, honey, <laughs> honey, you did that, yes, hello. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna truly make myself like a book that I can really put together. Now, as far as the last photo in the book, where mm-hmm. I have on like the, I think it's a paisley shirt. Um, that particular photo, my cousin took that for me. She did. Um, she had got her camera. She was yeah, this the bomb photo. photo right Thank you. And my cousin hooked up her own studio, and she was like, "Cousin, can you come over and like do a photo shoot with me?" I was like, "I got you, boo." So I went over. We did a photo shoot, um, and then I was like, "I'm gonna use this." Boom. And then the photo actually on the cover. Yes. Um, my friend Liz took this um, took this photo actually. Shout out to Liz Roche. Hey uh, Liz. My girl Liz took this photo and it was during my birthday, my 29th birthday this year in January at the Rose Mansion in Manhattan. Um, and I had a ball. I was like, oh, just living my whole pretty and pink fantasy, you know? Um, but yeah, so pretty much when it came to the concept of it, like I also like I was talking to my older sister because her and I collab on things just creative wise, period. Um, shout out to Wanisha Garner, I love you sis. Um, <laughs> and I was kind of like showing her things, like photos that I was that I had uh, wrote poems for, and then I was showing her some of the poems. And then I was like, you know, what do you think I should do with this? And just like through conversation, she was like, well, you do have different parts already. And I was like, okay, cute, let me start to work with that. And then I was like, oh my God. I was like, removing a veil, being able to see what's going on, it being like a journey Yes. Your journey, you have light and dark moments. So that's balance. I was like, but ultimately you're trying to get to a space of being at peace nonetheless, because like happiness isn't the goal. Like happiness should always be there because it's inside of you. But like getting to a space of peace where you could literally sit and not have a thought cross your mind Mm. and just relax and then go back to that poem talking about, have you ever listened to the world's world? Yes. And yes. that was one of my favorite poems is listening to the world world. Doing what it do. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God. But yeah. Yeah, the universe is uh helping you write this book because now I understand the the, the transitional uh chapters, you know, um the veil, you know, mm-hmm. you can't see that well. You can see through it, but you can't see everything, you know. Um yeah. I also like the fact that you took your own pictures, man. I couldn't. I I thought a professional did that. To be honest with you, no. I um, was like, oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, like, how did you self-publish this book? I mean, it should be like on the shelves of, of New York and shit. I appreciate it. I'm gonna be real with you. I took this real cute MacBook Air that I got. I opened up Pages, and do 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 do. I did my jam. I did what I can do with what I had. I like. I, I was looking and researching for publishers. Okay. But my thing is, 
I did not feel comfortable with the fact that the publishers that I was finding, they were trying to tell me that I had to submit my work in order for them to approve of it. My roommate, I fucking love my roommate. <laughs> she is my friend. I'm sorry, I keep saying roommate and I don't even want to say roommate like that because I'm like, we live together, but no, like that is my friend, that is my boo, that is my girl. Like, uh, just a, um, a bright, auraed being. With a beautiful soul who is constantly working on bettering themselves, understands what balance is and seeks balance and tries to grow, which is all that I feel like you can really like. That's all. That's what I mainly expect from people is just like you wanting to be who you say you're going to be, Mm -hmm. like holding yourself accountable, being responsible, and then also just doing your best, but caring about other people as well in the process. Right. If you drop down, you know that you're not going to try to bring somebody else with you just because you don't want to be by yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. But be emotionally responsible and emotionally like intelligent enough to be like, you know what, I'm feeling like this and I don't want to shift it. Like she just knows these things, she's conscious. So I'm just like, work. Anyway, that's my girl, Jatea. Hey, Um, Jatea. (laughs) (laughs) She sounds Um, wonderful. She truly is, she truly, truly is. Um, But I'm so sorry, I forgot your question. What was it? Oh, how I came up with the book, how to publish it. Okay, so yes, I was looking for publishers and I did not necessarily like the fact that they were like, submit your work, we'll let you know if we approve it, so then we can publish it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, wait a minute. So I'm an artist and I wrote about my spirit, my experience in life. Mm-hmm. This is my artistic expression, meaning that like it came from my mind and you're gonna tell me if it's good or not enough for somebody to buy it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well then who are you who did not live my life? to tell me that my work is good enough for people to read or to want to read. Right. I, can, I can understand somebody being like, hey, can I help you market this? I can help you get people to like, more people to see it. Okay, cute. But you telling me, to be honest, what you wrote here, it's not good. Nobody wants this. Okay, we'll see. So opposed to me like going down that route, and I'm gonna be real with you, like I legit, I was like, most likely, I feel like it's gonna be like some white man and that's what I won't have. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, me being a black queer individual, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and self-publish my own shit. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna see if the people who support me, who keep asking for these things really do wanna support and if they're really down. Mm-hmm. And we'll go from there. If pe- if one person buys the book, and I know the book can sell, yeah. I actually had a, in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to just sell 35 books. And my first order was 110 books. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, oh my goodness, girl, wait, what? And I called my mama, I was like, mama, guess what? And so like, we were keen about it because my mother's my best friend. And she was just like, I told you, son, not to like shortchange yourself. When you said 35, I was like, ugh, girl, 35. She was like, but you know me, you always call me judgmental, so I don't want to, you know, jump on your train. I'll let you do your shit. <laughs> well, you're right. It was more than 35. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much like how I got into the, like, the process of self-publishing. I just went on Google or went to pages, wrote my stuff out, uh, went to Google, did my research, self-publishers or uh, places that would self-publish for me. Um, put it together and I, you know, went ahead and had books sent to Uh-oh. me so I can see what they look like. Oh, is the Wi-Fi cutting out? Yeah, it was, but it's good now. Okay. Um, but yeah, went ahead and like found the websites that I wanted to use, created some books on there, um, which was quite a bit of work. 
oh my god yeah, my eyes are tired um, I know the editing process is what was like the hardest because I would like order I would like order a book and I'm like okay cute I like it and then I'm reading literally right before I even was about to like start uh, giving out the books I read it one more time and I was like I want to change this I want to change it Damn. I want to change it and I was just like I have 35 books sitting in my closet right now because it was from a, a batch that I ordered when I was like this is it and then I was like wait I want to change this and the Capricorn in me is like girl it's not exactly 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 on the word front like the word grammatic grammar grammatical I've tried to put so many words together the punctuate like it was all of that um and I was like wait a minute I just want to fix this a little bit I want to just change it up um because that was another purpose for the book as well is I'm not like an English like major. I am mm-hmm. not a person who finished English in college. Mm-hmm. I literally dodged English as much as possible, which is ironic that I wrote a book. That is ironic. That's very ironic. But like, you what? dodged it all your life and still had to do it anyway. You're right. Look. So I was like, what? But on my website, um, I have a blog and, and I post poems as well. It's also on my Instagram. But on my website, the very first blog that I post is called Welcome. And I talk about me not being a person who's going to sit here and use the MLA format. I'm not going to use the most, like, you know, correct way of speaking English. I'm like, no, we make up our own shit over here anyway. And yeah. stuff don't even be sounding right. I was like, so at the end of the day, I'm going to do this how I'm going to do it. It's going to reach who it's going to reach. And it's going to make sense to who it's going to make sense to. Sure. And exactly. I was like, don't worry about the sales. Don't worry about how much you're going to make. Don't worry about if whether or not somebody's going to approve of it or disprove of it, whatever. Like, I was like, no, bro, you're doing your art. You're doing you. And you're not giving a fuck about it. Are we ready? And then it was like, bitch, I don't know. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Silly. <laughs> I can imagine you talking to yourself like that. This is a whole book. It has your thoughts in it. And yes. it's just like having your friend with you and stuff. Like, you know... Because you're all the way there and I'm here, but I'm just saying, man, um, I learned a lot in this book. I, the word that stood out the most that I kept uh, reviewing was, I don't want to fuck it up, uh, folks, F-O-L-X. Yes. 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 Please break it down, boo. Break <laughs> it down. <laughs> okay, so the reason why I end up choosing to use the word folks, um, okay, so I would recommend doing research for anybody who's not familiar with someone spelling folks as f-o-l-x um and that's just because i'm gonna give you a little bit of information that i know but i'm not gonna go too far into it just because i don't want to be a disservice um and there is more to it that i know i'm not gonna remember but the main reason why i chose to use folks is although um the word folks f-o-l-k-s right um encompasses everybody Mm-hmm. Um, we're in this space where we're trying to be conscious of how we uh, refer to people. Uh, yes. Especially with their pronouns. Yes. Um, gender identity, it is a thing that is popular as of right now. It's, it's not popular, but it is something that is now, bec- um, that is a terrible way to put it out. I didn't even say popular because that's making it sound like a fad and that's what it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, expressing gender identity, talking about gender identity, it is now um, a, a topic that is being discussed finally. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because if I would have it, I'm just like, can we get rid of it and just be the light beings that we are? Because this whole gender Basically. is making it complicated for everybody because people are being born assuming that because they have an extra flat that dangles in between their two sticks. Ah, you froze. All of a... 
when you froze, I couldn't hear you. Okay, did it go back on now? Oh, is it freezing still? No, it's okay. There it is. It's back. It was my internet connection. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's back though. Okay, work. I was like, ooh, this 5G better do what it's going to do. What you. up so bad oh my gosh hold on uh, okay i think it's better now okay work okay we're good we're good can you hear me i can yeah can you your hear me like yeah you. your video is crystal clear it just froze okay there we go okay your skin looks fantastic, by the way. Yours is froze. It's the light, baby, but thank you. <laughs> no, look, if the light is okay. shining and you can see that it's clear, clean and clear and under control, what is it? What are they talking about? Like, you know. It must be. <laughs> <laughs> you are silly. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay. Um, I, I got completely lost off track because the freaking video kept freezing. So, mm -hmm. you were talking about the word F-O-L-X, folks, mm -hmm. and then you started talking about um, the gender identity, the words for the gender identity, and that was one of them. And you were also telling me that as an individual, I need to do my research on it so I can come up with my own understanding of it because that's how you do it. You mm -hmm. can't teach people like just verbatim they have to look it up for themselves you know what i'm saying right and i like i'm a firm believer of like i'm at a space now where i am humble enough to say i don't know if i don't know what yeah. the whole answer is or anything i'm not gonna waste your time by telling you what i think because you didn't ask me what i think you asked me what i knew and i didn't know so i could ask you if you i could like offer to tell you what i think and if you want to hear it then so then we can go there but I don't want to waste your time being like one of my like pet peeves is asking exactly. someone like hey girl you know what this word means they're like oh yeah girl hold on um I think it means this because one time da 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 and then you're like okay but do you know that for sure and they're like well I'm not sure but hold on let me look it up well girl I could have looked it up I just wanted to know what you knew real quick yeah. so basically I'm That's gonna give you a little taste <laughs> I love you <laughs> So basically okay. what it comes down to it, I mm -hmm. use the word folks because I believe that it encompasses everybody, um, in everyone throughout the gender mm -hmm. spectrum. I feel like when we use folks, it is still a part of um, that binary period where we thought everything is just like man and female and female. When you look at, you know, some, some of these different, what are they called? Some of these different tests or, um, or polls, they're like male, female, like what about everybody else? You know, what if you don't identify there? So folks, I felt like was still from that period. So when, um, as of recent, I started to see it more as F-O-L-X. Um, and now it's just like, when you look at, for example, Latin X, like they'll add it on the X onto it to go ahead and create that, um, that inclusivity. And so of that word. So I have a feeling the camera might be cutting out. It, it cut out, it cut out. It's back on again though. Okay. So we have to go back. Okay, I'm ready. 
All right, want me to explain it one more time? Yes. Okay, so when it comes to using the word folks with an mm -hmm. X, it is just to encompass everybody that's within um, that gender spectrum, not just male, not just female, even though it encompasses everybody and sending you know, no, we mean everybody within the gender spectrum. And I am using that more updated word, if you will. Yeah. Um, just so that way people can understand that I am trying to be as inclusive as possible, especially being a person who identifies with the spectrum of gender identity. Okay. Yeah, well, that was a whole lesson right there, but it's, it's also more to look into, you know, mm -hmm. so I can understand the whole aspect of everything. But this was a good, a good, um, a good start, you know, a good start in understanding who you are and everybody else, like you said, folks, you know, right? And all of us. What I hope to um, be able to achieve, like even from this, um, this like, <sighs> this baby. Yeah, um, what I hope to achieve is. is to like present people with information or present people with words um, or even thoughts that they're not used to and they can then start to have conversations about it with people that they know or even just start to look things up um, such as that like if somebody's like okay hold on wait what is folks what does he mean by non-binary what does he mean by queer specifically because he's not using the word gay or he's not using lesbian or anything like that he's not using transgender not using other terms right. so I kind of like want people to go about um kind of expanding their mind a little bit like even talking about spirituality i want people to read some of the poems like and if they are confused to hit me up and be like girl what did you mean because i don't think i'm i don't think i caught this in a lot of the like in every poem pretty much that i have written you can find a ton of like double entendres and undercutting like convert like there's a lot of conversations that i'm or a lot of topics i'm discussing within one conversation mm -hmm. but like you gotta really like dig and get up in there um, so she is one that I feel like you could really break her down if you probably, I'll put it like this, I'm a Scorpio moon. If anybody who knows about astrology, I'm a Scorpio moon, I am a Capricorn, <laughs> sun and rising. Um, my Mercury is a Sagittarius. So knowing that information that I just presented you with. I'll put it to you like this. If you're reading my work and you're breaking it down and you're like, I don't know if she really thought that deep into it though for this to be what this is about. Most likely the answer is yes, I did. Cause I would look at, look at it back and be like, ooh, ooh, wow. <laughs> Cause I just also like to make up words and make up things as well, but it does make sense. And the people I kick it with, they know my vocabulary now. Uh, yeah. So they'll be like, oh bitch, that was funny. I do like your vocabulary. I just like the way you talk and everything and refer to yourself. It's, it's dope to me. Um, There's a reason for all of it. <laughs> no, I believe you. There's a method to your madness. I know. Um, so who are your favorite poem? I mean, po uh, poets. Some of my favorite poets. Jill Scott. Yep. Ooh. Jill Scott. Um, Indiari. Okay. Lucille Clifton. Lucille Clifton is, she like, I, so recently a friend of mine, this was probably like, maybe about like seven months ago or so, mm -hmm. uh, a friend of mine put me on her. And um, so much respect for Lucille Clifton, so much respect for her work, so much respect for her story. Mm -hmm. um, I end up purchasing from the Lit Bar, which I believe is like actually the only brick and mortar bookstore in the Bronx. Um, and it's owned by um, Black woman, I believe. Oh, Afro Latina. Um, so 
but I end up ordering the book. It's the uh, the collected poems of Lucille Clifton or the uncollected poems of Lucille Clifton. It goes from like 1965 to 2010. And I was just sitting in my bed the night I got it and I just started reading and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And like Maya Angelou is like my everything uh, when it comes to writing. She was my first inspiration when it came to poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember like when I was in a grade school, this was elementary school and mm-hmm. having to recite poems in front of the class. Oh. Still I rise, ready to go. Like, what? You know? <laughs> um, but <clears throat> I um, by the way, Janae Iko is mm-hmm. also another one of my favorite poets. She writes. I didn't know that. Yes. I'm about to check her out. Yes. Um, but, um, let me keep going, sorry. But, um, where was I at? You were saying your favorite poets, um, Lucille Clifton. So Lucille Clifton, what I really love about her is, and if you, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure many people know who they are. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Black creatives, writers, authors, and poets that I'm finding out about now because it just wasn't presented to me when I was younger. Yeah. Um, and I, at one point I would have beat myself up over that because I'd have been like, girl, how did you not know? But I was like, first of all, how are you going to shame yourself about something that you like, first of all, that's not really going to work. You get it. You're not going to grow through shame. So I was like, first I was saying, so I started saying to myself, okay, girl, how can we start to dig into this? Because we need to know. And I was like, let me just buy the whole book. But reading Lucille, Kip, Lucille Clifton, what I love so much was that she has the ability to say so much with so many with so little words mm. and I was like and I take a lot of words to say a lot of things <laughs> but mm. <laughs> you know I want to be able to shorten my poems I want to be able to write something that's not two pages I want to be able to write something that is a cute little five lines and it says everything mm. yeah and since I've um since I was put on to Lucille Clifton like I've been evolving in my writing and I feel like it's been changing even from me writing this book what I post now like on my Instagram and on my website is already so much like so much more different um and then my friend Jatea she recently was playing I think mixtape Kendrick Lamar Mm -hmm. and I was like hold on and we were in here you know we doing our thing you know and (laughs) she plays this track and it's like 2 a.m. at this point. And I was like, hold on. Nope, run that back. Run it back. I was like, because listen to this part. I was like, he's saying this, but I don't know if he thought this deep, but maybe he did because he's already woke as fuck. I was like, but think about this because this and this, but then this links back, but then take the last line and then go back to the first and you can do, do, do. And she was like, bro, what? She was like, how the fuck you pick up all of that? I was yeah. like, girl, I don't know. I was like, but that little piece right there, he doesn't say it so much if you really break it down and like dig into the meat, bro. Like get all the juice to the bone marrow, hey. you know? And I, so then as of recent, I've been like, okay, now I need to get into Kendrick Lamar because I know we think of these people like as artists with music and things. And that's, yes, that's very true. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm like, okay, well, if you just throw a beat behind it as well, then it's a song. So it's also a poem in its own self, if you will. And music is my, it's my everything. Mm -hmm. So, which is why a majority of my like favorite poets are musicians. And just with Kendrick Lamar, I'm like, I have to dive into him more because he's most likely going to become a favorite because of how he writes and his mind. 
Wow. Well, uh, you said a lot right there. And uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Like Kendrick Lamar and Jill Scott, you know, uh, these musicians, they really are poets. I mean, Tupac ta taught us that, you know what I'm saying? And you really look into the meat of the matter, like you said, like maybe they were saying something else deeper than that and they just said this instead. That's the part of being poetic, you know? And mm -hmm. It is what it is. So music definitely ties into poetry no matter what, whether you're singing or rapping or beatboxing, whatever, you know? Right. So right. I definitely agree. So can you read one of your favorite poems? Because I got to hear your voice, you know, <laughs> say it. So I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to read We. Mm -hmm. And by the way, the color, so all the colors within the book as well. Um, I'm going to give you this little, like, this little tidbit. Okay. So all the colors that are used in the book comes from the actual book cover. Oh. So like the brown that you see, I took it from like the color of my skin. The yellow I took from like the flower that was like in the back. Um, yeah. The purple I took from the flower that was there. Um, the pink I took from my, my like fur coat. Um, yes. Faux fur, I didn't know animals were hurt. Um, Good. Um, yeah, the blue also comes from the blue came from my pants. Um, I see it, yep. <laughs> I legit just like, I incorporated those colors. Um, and it was perfect because I I believe that colors have meaning as well. And I attach meaning to colors. Mm -hmm. And um, with the poem We that I'm gonna read, W-E, um, I chose purple because I felt that the people I'm talking about are royal. They are royalty. Purple is that color of royalty. Purple yep. um, has to do um, with your, like with your intuition, it has to do um, with you being able to open up and expand. And I feel like we are very much so expansive people. Um, yes. So yes, that's why I chose the color purple. Okay. <clears throat> Six feet, curly teeth, curls on fleek and all the cakes to eat. Baby, don't be confused. I'm talking about me, yes. You heard me correctly. They call me honeybee because I taste so sweet. Substance is rich and thick like this body you see, but that's not all about me. Black is me. Queer is me. Strong is me. Resilient. I know you see. Caring is me. Loving is me. A nurturer to those I leave. Bathroom empty, just the mirror in me. Don't think I've seen me so thoroughly, but I love heat that's looking back at me. Been through a lot, you see, haven't always loved me, but history has taught me that love rained down on me. Naturally, because we're a nature people, you see, let's not pretend the golden hour has anything on we, the ones who glow so effortlessly. Mm. Now this may have started about me, but it ends with we, because if it wasn't for we, then me couldn't be so free. Mm. So to my community, I say this, be free, be who you want to be authentically yourself in these streets because they ain't got shit on we the Dang. ones captured who broke free from the chains put on so happily on the people out of jealousy wow unique is we intelligent is we royal is we with crowns that defy the laws of gravity hmm. <laughs> gotta snap it up right there like we up in the club baby okay. yes this is a beautiful poem right here. It says so much. Thank and you. It just, I don't know, This it just shows your personality. And it uplifts women like me. Like, you know, if, I, if I'm feeling down on a rainy day, I want to go to this book and I want to read me inside of it, you know? 
Yes. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. That's legit like what I want. Like I plan on putting out um, a collection of books and I want all of them to be coffee table books. I want them to be the books that people sit on their coffee tables. Um, or if you're in a coffee shop, that is one of the books that you will see sitting there. And it's something that someone picks up and they're like, oh, I see me in this. Ah, I am not a person who's black. I'm not a person who's queer. I'm not this, I'm not that, whatever. You don't have to be exactly me, but to still be able to read these words and to see yourself is what I still want you to be able to see, you know? Absolutely. So that is, that is definitely the thing that I want. You got it, baby. Uh, kudos to you, Authentic Burns. Like, uh, keep striving. Make sure you come out with that Hey Sis edition. <laughs> okay, because I will be waiting on it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I have really, like, I have some really dope ideas that have been, like, growing up for that one. And I feel like she's going to be a fun one. Like, <laughs> I'm so excited with the shit that's been coming up. Well, I'm here for it, and I can't wait till you bring it out. And please bring it to speak your mind, okay? Well, I'll be looking for it anyway. I got but, you. Um, I got you. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you so much for coming on tonight's show. I really appreciate you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of you, you know. And I'm going to keep following you, for real. Doing all your TikToks, uh, whatever else you want to throw at us. You know, your dance videos, your tarot card reading. You're so eclectic, you. man. You're just so talented. It's, you're like a breath of fresh air in the um, community, for real. Thank you so much. I've already told you, like, I am inspired by your consistency. You are one of the most consistent people that I see through the web. So I'm like she stays on top of her biz like you can tell that you're passionate about this and it's exciting and to be honest that is like more than enough for people like me and i want to see you grow and just flourish as high as you feel like you want to fly um but like it is great being able to see somebody being just consistent and i know people sometimes don't see themselves as being an inspiration they're like well i just do this and i say that shit sometimes too um but it's like no like something that we may see as small as consistency is actually a major inspiration because there's so many of us who have an issue with being consistent in whatever it is that we're setting our mind to you know for whatever reason yes thank you i appreciate those words like you just you're always right on time you pick up people's energy like no other um you are me and i am you if that makes sense or whatever i mean Thank you. That's there all I can say. Yeah. Thank you. That is, that's literally, that's what I try to get people to understand that you are me and I am you. I love yes. you just because you are me. Exactly. And, I love, and so, I love me. And I can still be for at a distance because there's part of myself that I stay at a distance from and I approach when I need to approach it. Yeah. And that's called balance. But at the end of the day, I still love you though. I don't need you to love me for me to love you because I love me anyway and you are me. And I know that we're one. We and I love myself enough to love you too, like mm-hmm. regardless, because right. you're not bringing me down. Balance, balance, and uh, boundaries. Right. And the only way that you're trying to bring me down is because you may be lacking some love somewhere. And I understand that because I know what that's like. So instead, I empathize. Yeah. Thank you, Authentic Barnes. I appreciate you. Like I said again, you, you ain't nothing but a blessing, man, for real. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you so much again for having me. You're welcome. Peace out, y'all. And don't forget to check out this episode on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and now as of yesterday, uh, Amazon Music. Not yesterday, uh, a month ago. Wow. Congrats. Okay. Thank you. Peace out. Bye-bye. Bye.